0: Welcome to The Sandbox with Justin Peters, connecting you to the ideas and tools to improve your life. Now, let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into The Sandbox. I'm your host, Justin Peters, and today's guest is Angela Marie, founder of Find Your Purpose and Shine. Angela was looking for a way to supplement her family's income, yet still be home with her kids when she stumbled onto a job in network marketing. That led to a thriving 19-year career in business development and relationship building. Seeing her success, many of her colleagues reached out to her for advice and coaching, which she found herself really enjoying. But few of them knew that Angela was struggling as well. She wasn't involved in an abusive relationship. After finding enough courage, Angela left that relationship. Through her own transformation, Angela felt a calling to help other people overcome their fears and find their confidence, which is why she founded her speaking and coaching practice, Find Your Purpose and Shine, and wrote her first book, Get Over Yourself and Find Your Purpose and Shine. In this episode, you'll hear Angela and I discuss topics such as moving on from a toxic relationship, dealing with failure, reprogramming unhealthy habits, and what she learned from her mentor, the Bikini Business Coach. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Angela Marie. Angela, welcome into the sandbox. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: Uh, can't complain either. It's a beautiful Saturday here and I'm excited for this conversation. And I think it makes sense uh, to for our audience both to get to know you a little bit and a great place since you are a transformation coach uh, to start would be 2008. And what you call your defining moment. Can you um, take some time and explain that story and, and uh, you know, who Angela was leading up to then and, and kind of what happened after that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, well, it actually started 19 years ago. Um, I was in, I made a decision to become uh, a part of the network marketing and direct sales industry. I wanted to stay home with my kids. And at the time I was pregnant with my little girl. And, uh, he's now, he'll be 19 tomorrow.
2: Wow. So,
1: yeah, so I was pregnant with him and I wanted to be able to supplement, uh, my husband's income at that time. And so that's exactly what I did. And I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I had to drive to succeed. I knew that I, I needed to do something. And prior to that, I got scammed by so many different, you know, uh, other companies But I didn't know about the network marketing and direct sales industry. And so when I got started, I worked with them for work with a company, it was a health and wellness company for about four and a half years. And after that, I actually moved on to a travel company. And I worked there for 12 and a half years. And the reason why I wanted to kind of go back a little bit is because I succeeded in direct sales and network marketing. Uh, But there was a lot of turmoil during that time. I actually went through a divorce. Um, something that you know, I felt like I got married too young. Mm-hmm. You know, looking back, I got married way too young. Uh, there was nothing wrong with him. It was just you know there were certain things that were going on inside of me. And so uh, when we got divorced, I ended up uh, meeting a guy that was very abusive. Um, was an alcoholic. I ended up getting pregnant with my daughter. And so the reason why I'm going back that far is that it was only in 2007. So I ended up in a really bad spot financially because of depression throughout that abusive relationship. And my daughter was born with a cleft lip and palate. And that was in April of 2008. And I was up to my eyeballs in debt. Um, I'm talking about living off of credit cards and personal loans and, you know, paying debt to pay more debt, you know, and it caught up with me. and. My that defining moment in 2008 was actually after I had an accident, fell down the stairs, and I was told that. Well, people were told around me that, you know, I don't think she she's either she's going to make it, but she might be a vegetable, or she's going to wow. have short term memory. And throughout that, it was a it was a fight with uh, my daughter's father, and. I could hear everything going on around me, but I couldn't respond. And that is like the worst thing that you could ever think of of going through is that when you can't respond to something, but you can hear everything. And so when the ambulance came, I went into the hospital and I came out of that. So we'll fast forward a little bit because I know we only have an hour. But, um, you know, something changed inside of me after that accident that I'm worth more than the life I'm living right now, you know. And I need to get out of debt. I need to do all of these things. And I have to be there for my kids because that made three. So I have three kids. They're now 18, 14, and 12. Or 19 tomorrow. <laughs> 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 but uh, so in September was when I made a decision. It was like mid-September. And I had heard about a coaching. Uh, it was like a four-week coaching mastermind, I guess is what you want to call it. It was on prospecting and closing. And so I wasn't sure what to do. I'm like, I, I literally have $600 left on a credit card that wasn't maxed out and it wasn't in collections. And so I fell to my knees in prayer and I was probably on my knees in prayer for about an hour and a half crying, like hysterically crying and just giving it all to God. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore, you know? And I, I didn't know where I was going, what I was doing. And after that, something hit me and I, I needed to invest that last $600 into that coaching class, into advertising. And that's exactly what I did. I used that exact, I needed exactly 600 to do it, which was crazy. So it was a risk, but I'm like, well, if I don't do it, I'm going to lose everything. And if I do do it, it is a chance to succeed. And I knew that I could succeed because I did in the past, right? You don't. You no one can ever take a skill from you, regardless of you being depressed uh, or full of anxiety, right? And so when I got started with that class and I got started in my advertising, I totally turned things around. I ended up making fifty three thousand dollars of two thousand and eight part-time, about 15 hours a week working around my kids, $53,000. And if you remember, and you might not, I don't know, but anybody (laughs) listening to this, 2008 was when the market crashed. The market crashed. Who makes $53,000 in the last quarter of a year when the market crashed? Mm. I mean, that's skill Mm. for sure. And I picked up a lot of those things along the way in those classes. I won a contest. I ended up at the top of the leaderboard hitting first place out of like 30 people, um, hit the top of the leaderboard and I'm, I ended up winning in the contest for a thousand dollars in three, three in advertising. So I took that advertising and went on, like I said, to make the rest of it. And in October alone was
0: $19,000. Wow. Wow. That is crazy. crazy. Um, and, and, and talk about a transformation. What uh, What do you feel like you got from that mastermind or that boot camp, that four week camp that led to you making fifty three thousand dollars in three months?
1: Well, it's about I mean, really understanding how to prospect, building relationships with people, and I knew how to do that. But you know, when you don't do something, you're a little bit rusty for mm-hmm. a while, right? So you. When you're getting, when you're just getting back into something, you need a refresher course. And so that's really what it was, but it was refreshing me on how to build those positive relationships with people, finding out more about what they want, right? Because it's not about what you want, because if you focus on the money, the money will, it will literally repel from you, Uh right? If you focus on the, if you focus on the relationship building and the activity, the results will come and you're almost like a money magnet when you do that. So when you focus on more about people and helping them get what they want, you're always going to get what you want. So that's what I had to focus on. And I had to focus on working as though it was already. I had to focus on, I don't like to the, I don't like the turn the phrase, fake it till you make it. I hate that phrase. I know there's some people that love it. I don't love it. I just like the words of walking as though it is already walking in your vision and what you see to come to pass. And the crazy part about this, Justin, is that back in the spring, I had had a dream that I had made $53,000 and I pictured myself paying off my debt.
2: Whoa.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. So six months later was like, cause it was right before my daughter was born in April. I had that, that dream like the beginning of April. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. So that was the start of my transformation uh, financially. I was able to pay off about two hundred thousand dollars in debt inside of a year and a half. Uh, so, because that success continued, so it was a mad, it was amazing. It, it was definitely part of the the beginning of the transformation. I was still in and out of that really toxic and abusive relationship, but the difference was is that you know they always say what you do in one area of your life is what you do in every area of your life, and the, I believe that there are times when that, that's true, but I also tend to believe that it's not always completely factual Mm. because for me, I buried myself in work and my kids because I, my passion is to help people. That's my, my number one goal is to help people. And so I felt good about that. I felt good about helping other people. And then of course, you know, spending that time with my kids and balancing those things that. I didn't focus on the toxic and abusive, you know, area that I was in. Um, now, granted, it wasn't all day; it wasn't every day. You know, there were certain times; it was a roller coaster ride. But I always continued to go back to: I've got to focus on work. I've got to focus on my kids. You know, I'm going to focus on paying off debt. You know, things like that, and, and not really focus on paying off debt, but more or less like the abundance. You know, attracting more abundance into my
0: life to be able to accomplish
1: those goals. Hmm. So, what? That's
0: but, a short. No, that that I think that lays a great foundation um, for your story and where you come from and and how you coach people as well. Because I mean, you've mentioned a few times it's really hard to coach people through a transformation if you haven't been one been through one yourself. And and your story is pretty incredible. I'm interested uh, with the topic toxic relationship. Did you know you were in a toxic relationship in real time in that moment? Or did you realize that looking back?
1: Goodness, I knew it during. But I don't, I couldn't tell you when I noticed it as far as like actually labeling it. that Mm It was early on. It was really early on.
0: And what advice would you give to people that uh, might be unaware that they're in a toxic relationship? Is there any questions they can ask themselves or, I mean, I see this so frequently and, and, and it's easier, like out, outside looking in, like you, you, everyone's has that friend that's been in a bad relationship and they know it. And then there's a moment that everyone else is, that you, you yourself has been in a bad relationship as well. And you denied, 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 but your friends told you all the time. I don't, I still haven't really figured out how to help people get to that conclusion um, faster than we do because we are, as humans, not very good at it uh, if you're looking at our track record.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Because I, you know, got out of that relationship in 2014 and then got into another one only three months later, you know, thinking, okay, well, you know, this is good. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm over it. I'm healed. And, and and really in reality is, is that when you're not healthy yourself, you're going to continue to attract that toxic and abuse into your life continuously, mm. right? It, it just, it's, it's a different face with a different name and a different body, right? It's just, but it, it, but it is, it's crazy how you start to attract that. And I met and married him in six months and he swindled me out of well over $50,000. <sighs> So uh, here I am going backwards again financially, right? And after I get out of this big, deep, dark hole, and the good news is is that I didn't fall as far. And my credit didn't get ruined, right? Because I had, I had, I. it's like I caught it faster. You know, even though he left me five times in three years, it doesn't sound fast, but eight years and three years is way different uh-huh. than eight years of your life, you know, eight years of your life down to three. Yeah. So, you know, it, it got better, <laughs> but, you know, it was really, that was really bad. Um, mm. That was a lot of verbal abuse, um, some physical, but mainly verbal. And it, you know, the reason I didn't leave earlier was because we were married. And I thought, you know, it had this in my head, like, well, if I get divorced again, I'm this horrible person. Mm. If I get divorced again, I'm this bad person. and you know, I failed again. And so you look at that as failure, instead of looking at it as a lesson learned. Mm -hmm. And I think that just to encourage people, you know, to really look at your situation, the relationship that you're in, don't overthink it or overanalyze it. If you have to overthink something, and you then you're like, Oh, well, well, he or she did this, because I say he or she because there are men and women that get caught up in abusive relationships. It's not mm-hmm. just women. Mm-hmm. You know, I have had men that I've coached that were in that situation. So, you know, I can see both sides. And there are women that are, are just as bad as
2: men are.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there whenever you mentioned that um... – it, it, it's just a new face, it, but you're you know it, it's because of you. It, it's you attracting those certain qualities to your life, and I think a lot of this might be um, some pro- programming from probably childhood, I would say. And right. um, if if I've done my, my my homework right, I did you come from a divorce background? I did. So yeah. what, what do you, did you feel like that might've left an imprint on you and might've played a part in some of those relationships and how yeah. to do some work from that?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Mm. So one. so my program is how to get over your fears and find your confidence in 90 days. So it's 90 days to get over your, your fears and find your confidence. And in mm-hmm. that, yeah, you're right. Everything stems, stems back from childhood. Nothing ever happens Immediately once you become an adult or immediately once you become a teenager, it all stems from early childhood because all of those things, whether or not we remember them, they all, whatever goes in, must come out, whatever goes in, must come out. And so I can't say that enough. I can't stress that enough because it's whatever your subconscious is starting to, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like a, a hard drive right the hard drive stores everything if i'm meant to, I'm saying that right right <laughs>
0: so, i am I'm, I'm not a computer guy either I, let's go guy. with it
1: i <laughs> think about it so so you can you can store everything on your hard drive and the reality is, is it's burned there mm-hmm. okay until you remove it and i'm not a computer person so i'm not going to go on the techish the tech <laughs> side but i do understand the human brain i do understand how your subconscious and your conscious work And what happens is, is that when that is burned inside of your subconscious, you start, all of those things must come out and they come out in a negative way. They come out in attracting unhealthy and abusive relationships. They can come out in feeling not good enough, not worthy enough. Your uh, self-esteem is low. Therefore, if your self-esteem is low, you're going to attract people with low self-esteem to begin with. And those most of the time are toxic
2: relationships. Mm.
1: So that is one thing that I work with my coaching clients really hard on is reprogramming that sucker called the subconscious if you watch some of my videos just yeah. that a lot it is cuz and it literally sucks everything in so it there's a way to reprogram it where it will start to bring some things to the surface and it may be painful but once you recognize that you you're at a whole different level of your life and you become a better version of who you're meant to be. Um I mean, it was only just about two years ago where I realized my potential, where I realized I am worthy, I am good enough, I am beautiful enough, and I'm not this ugly fat person that I always claimed my, over myself since the time that I was a little kid, probably about nine years old on average, you know, and when you're told those things like, you know, Whether you're you're never going to amount to anything, or you know you're not as smart as you know this person in your class, or why can't you be more like your sister or your brother, or you know all of these things. I'm just bringing these things up in general because these are the things that people hear when they're little, and I remember some of them, you know, and a lot of it had to do with not feeling smart enough in school, you know, and being put down because. You know, I I wasn't a straight A student. I wasn't even an A, B student. I mean, there were times when I would get C's and there were times when, you know, midterm would come around. that they called midterm back then? I don't even know. Now it's like mid quarter, right? <laughs> and and you had like a, a, I don't know, every grading system with the school system is different. Um, in my school, it was D's and F's. So it's A, B, C, D, F. And I would have a D or an F. I would get grounded, and I would get in trouble, and I would get yelled at. Which, okay, for good reason. Like parents want you to succeed, and they see that you can do better. But as a child, that that it's degrading, right? Instead of on the encouraging side, and that's not to blame. I don't think that. I mean, I have amazing parents. I really do. I can't complain. You know, we all have a learning learning process. And I'll tell you, my my oldest son will be the first to tell you, my mom was a yeller because it's, <laughs> it's the stuff that you learn because my mom was a yeller. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was a yeller. So then what do you do? You take what you learned and you implement it until you make a decision to fix it and say, you know what, I don't want to be like that. I want to be a better parent than what I learned growing up. But I believe that they, I believe that if, not every parent, but some parents, they do the best that they can. And I believe my parents did. It's a learning process and life is a learning process. Mm-hmm. But when you have those things instilled in your subconscious, it comes right into your teenage years and into your adulthood. And then you feel like all of those things come into your head. Well, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not going to amount to anything. Um you know, if you don't go to college, you're never going to succeed, you know, things like that. And those are things that you, you heard from our teachers, mm. unfortunately. Um, in fact, my oldest son was told by one of his counselors that if he didn't go to college, he was never going to succeed. He came home from told me that that day. And I was like, <laughs> I wanted to get on the phone so bad. But my son was like, no, please, mom, like you, because I would have went off. <laughs> But like, you just don't do that. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, okay, I'm a coach and this bothers me because I know what this does to a person and Mm -hmm. to people. Mm -hmm. And so again, it was only about two years ago when I finally came to that conclusion that I can accomplish anything that I want to. I can have anything that I want to. I can attract anything that I want to. And I am worthy enough. I'm smart enough and I'm good enough. And whether it takes me a little bit longer to learn something, the reality is, is that at the end of the day, as long as you can learn it and you can learn that new skill set, right, then what does it matter how long it takes? So whatever, everybody's different and everybody has a different learning curve. It doesn't yeah. mean that you're stupid.
2: Yeah agree with that.
0: Let's go back to uh, the reprogramming and having kids of your own. um, They might not be in the most malleable years of their life. You know, they're they're teenagers now, but I'm sure you're super aware. I mean, you're aware of the impact as, as a mother of what you can make in your kids, the same that your mom had on you. So what are some specific things that you're doing with your parenting style, knowing all the things that you know about the subconscious and the power of what that effect could be in 15, 20, 30 years from now.
1: So because of my background in personal development, which I've been plugging into personal development now for 15 years, uh, I started with a coach, Danny Johnson. I actually started with her. I went to over 60 live training events with her, uh, really learning how to groom your kids up for success, and those are one of that's one of the things that she taught. It was a personal development slash business development seminars. So you learned a lot about business, but you also learn a lot about balance, how to balance yeah. your time, how to manage your time, uh, how to talk to your kids in a way that motivates them to do what you want them to do, right? Without manipulation, but pure understanding their personality traits. And so, when you understand their personalities and how they operate, that really helps you communicate with your kids in a way to motivate them. It's just like communicating with people that you want to do business with to motivate them to how to do, you know, to want to do business with you. It's all in speaking their language and being patient. And I will tell you, patience does not come easy for me at all. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. it's
1: a work in progress. It will continue to be a work in progress. However, it, there there is a difference. You know, my kids will tell you like, I am not a yeller anymore. Do, are there times when I've raised my voice? Absolutely. You know, because when you're stressed out and you're kind of at that heightened moment, um, I believe that you slip back into that. But the reality is, is that as long as 95% of the time you're doing the right thing with your kids and you know that you are, um, then you're in a good spot, and I will tell you both all three of my kids. I was with both my boys, but my daughter is 12 now, and she's. I'm starting to see it in her. Is that they all have the belief in themselves? Mm-hmm. They all have this motivation to succeed. They have a vision for their life. In fact, my son ordered a sign, a, a flag, and it says Ethan Lasher for president. 2036 forward (laughs) and he's got hanging in his room and i'm like you better keep this but my point is is that he had stated he wanted to be president since time he was six years old Mm. i'm gonna be president of the united states one day i mean whether he does or he doesn't i just think it's neat to see that i've instilled you can be whoever you want to be you can do whatever you want to do and you can accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish. So whether those goals and dreams change, that's fine. I just like that they're thinking outside of the box and I like that they see bigger, you know, my, my middle son wants to be a sports commentator, you know, (laughs) because he could tell you every single stat, every single player, every single, I mean, like, I don't even understand half the (laughs) language, you know, I'm like, what? Um, <laughs> and he's 14. Wow. You know, so uh, he's got it in him and mm-hmm. my daughter, well, she'll just tell you, she just wants to be like me when she grows up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coach speaker, an entrepreneur. She, um, she, like, I don't know if you've seen her on some of my videos, but she likes to pop in every once in a while. Yep. And, uh, well, all of them have. hmm I think
0: I, I think I've seen all three. Yeah, Have you? yeah. <laughs> the, one with
1: the sunglasses is my middle son. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the one that streams, he plays Fortnite and he gets paid to do it. So I don't That's know how crazy. that works with Twitch, but <laughs> it is crazy. But it's so neat to see that they're motivated and that I've instilled that into them. So I think because I was working myself for so many years and I've made the mistakes that I've made you know and them seeing that i made a decision to continue to improve in my life even though if i fall backwards right i get i get back up and i keep going and you know i always thought in my head oh my gosh this is going to ruin my kids you know what i mean like years ago i was like oh my gosh like what it what are they going to think of me what are they going to do you know how is this going to damage them and i believe that if you continue to allow them to you, a link to your life and to see what you're doing and to teach those, those uh, skills and that mindset to your kids that they'll follow. Mm. And sometimes they won't make the same mistakes. Sometimes they will, but they know how to get out of it because they learned from an example in their life. Mm.
2: So you um,
0: speak openly about your mistakes. Then with your kids, is 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 that how you've given them most of what you feel like might be some of the the conventional wisdom or, or that motivation that that you're talking about?
1: Yeah, they know a lot. <laughs> they know a lot. They <laughs> sometimes too much, but they do. They know a lot, and I think that it's good for them to know most of it because they, again, I think that it helps them understand mm-hmm. where you're coming from. And then I always let them know like, yeah, this is a mistake that I made or I went down the wrong path. And you know, this is what I don't want you to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you do, here's how you get out of it. Or I'm here to back you up regardless. I'm here to support you regardless, no matter what, if you fall flat in your face, I'm here to be, I'm here to be your, you know, saving grace and your net to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Um. Emotionally support whatever it is that they need. So it's okay to fail because if you don't have failure, you can't have success. I mean, everybody's failure is different. It's not the same, mm. right? They may be some some similar things. Uh, your background's not the same as my background, but there are certain things in our backgrounds that we've done and we've gone through, and you grow from that in whatever that is and whatever that looks like. So anytime that I go through a failure now, I go, you know what? I didn't fail because I didn't quit. So mm-hmm. it's not an actual failure or failure. You only fail if you quit.
0: So for, for you, you feel like failure is an endpoint. It's, 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 uh, for, for you, it's it's you consciously decided I'm done with this and now I'm a failure. Everything else is is a part of the learning process leading you towards to success. Am I, am I understanding that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. And I think that we have to go through some failures in life in order to get to where we want to go because it's part of our experiences. And if I didn't go through any one of those things that I had just mentioned to you, if I didn't go through not one of them, I wouldn't be able to be a coach, a trans, you know, transformation coach, and who I am today to be able to help other people. Uh-huh. Because you can't possibly help other people at the level that I help people if I didn't go through those things. Uh-huh. You know, it's the same. Um, I had a couple of years ago. I guess it was about two years ago when I started my coaching career. When I made a decision i'm going to become a coach. This is what I want to do. I invested seven thousand dollars into an eight week boot camp to mm-hmm. learn how to set up my signature system to learn my value and what I was worth to learn how to uh do effective breakthrough calls, which are free um to learn how to uh and I already knew how to build a relationship with people, so that was easy, but to really understand how to set everything up so I could succeed as a coach and so um, in doing that, you know, I knew that I had to invest into school, if you will, right? And even through that part, that's where I really started to grow. That's where I really started to notice that, okay, I'm worthy of this. I'm worth it. I can help people. And one of the one of the things that had happened was I had a guy who was a breakthrough call and he was, I mean, he admitted to me he was an alcoholic and a drug addict, mm. right? And I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> like I, you know, and I specifically said, I only, I only turned down two people in my career. Like I don't choose to work with everyone. I want to make sure that I'm working with people that I know for a fact that I can help because if I can't help them, then it's just worth, it's not worth their money and their time and my time and effort because it's, it's be too stressful. Right. So this guy was like, can you please help me? And I said, absolutely not. I'm sorry. I can't work with you. And he was so upset. But I'm like, if I didn't go through that personally, like, yes, I understood it from, um, I guess you call it third party, right? And being with one, but I can't help one if I haven't been there myself. Mm -hmm. And so for me to turn that person away, it hurt a little bit. But at the same time, it felt better after I, you know, sat down and I prayed about it and I started like, you know, doing my affirmations around it and meditation and all of those things that I do. And I thought, you know what, I didn't, I made the right decision because how can you help someone if you haven't gone through
2: it yourself? Mm. Mm.
0: I yeah, I, I agree with that. Um what you know, going back to failure, I, I totally buy into your notion. I love, I love the, um, the continued, you know, as long as you're continuing forward, you're not really failing, you're not a failure, but I'm going to be honest with you. And this is something I struggle with um, sometimes is whenever I feel like a failure, when I hit one of those moments, when it's just not the right day, uh, how do I, uh, you know, what advice do you give me or, or how do I, you know, help get through that moment.
1: We'll tell you, how do you get from where you are or where you want to go? Mm -hmm. Um, I've had, I don't want to say I haven't had a healthy relationship. I have. And then of course you sabotage that when you have that past or you're kind of like, or you become way too picky. That's another thing. So you do have to watch those, those roadblocks. You do have to watch those barriers, right? Um, You have to be very mindful of And um, I think that when you, this is where I'm looking for, when you, when you become more aware, self-aware, you know that you deserve better, but at the same time, you're also very picky about, Mm -hmm. you know, you you can kind of become to the extreme where you're like, no, you know what, it's not going to go that direction because I don't like this, this, and this.
2: Because you're being guarded, do you think?
1: I think I don't think it's guarded. I think it's more or less picky. like you, it. It becomes part of like if you see one little flaw that reminds you of your ex,
2: mm. you kind of go, you put the brakes on, right? Um, I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah, I
1: that's a piece that I'm still working on yeah. <laughs> because and realizing that not every person is going to be perfect and not every little thing is going to be exactly like your ex was. Mm -hmm. And remembering that, Hey, I'm in a healthier place right now. My mindset is healthier. Um, I know where I'm at and I know what I want. I know where I want to go. You know, I have, I have amazing relationships around me today. You know, whether it's um, you know, In that romantic side, I'm still working on that piece, right? But the reality is is that I still have a lot of healthy relationships. And the good news is, Justin, is that I have healthy relationships with men in my life, Mm. which is huge. They're not toxic, Mm. which is a big deal.
2: Yeah. And
1: I think that that's important to have, you know, and knowing that we're friends. It's not toxic. It's healthy because you start to, you see that they lift you up and encourage you versus tearing you down. Yeah. You know, yeah. if that, does that make sense?
2: Yeah,
0: I, I totally, I totally think that makes sense. And, you know, I, uh, myself personally, I mean, I came through, uh, uh, I, I was with a girl for multiple years, um, kind of on and off for you know, five plus years and it, it came to a crashing hold because she cheated on me multiple times. And that took a lot of work coming out of, to be honest. Um, and, and, and my significant other, um, uh, my next significant other took a lot of brunt on that. You know, I had a lot of commitment issues and intimacy issues because of that previous trauma. And, and I, I'm still not over, um, a lot of those issues, but, um, she was, she's the only girl that I felt like was right for me in the moment because she had the patience and still has the patience to, to work through that with me and to continue to prove it. Cause the only way, um, that you, you move out of some of those situations, those intimacy issues or those commitment issues after somebody, uh, really broke your heart from, from, um, and, and you trust someone, you know, especially in romantic relationships. It's unlike friendships where you have plenty of other friends, but your romantic relationship when you're so vulnerable and it's just the two of you, it's, it's really challenging. Uh, but, but I really commend her because she stepped up every single day, even after, you know, me saying like, uh, like I don't trust you, blah, blah, blah. She just proved it to me. Every single day she would, okay, I, I get it. I see where this is coming from. I understand here. Uh, and and I, I love the fact that she's worked through it with me. And it's, I don't know, it's a challenge. I, I, I still haven't really figured out how to coach people along through this situation either. I, I love hearing your story because I resonated with a lot of that. Uh, and, and I thought it was really powerful.
1: So here's my recommendation. As far as you ask me, like what what you would do or what what I do on a daily basis, and this is something that I teach my coaching clients with. This works with every area of your life, by the way. This isn't just on the relationship side, but being grateful, like having a gratitude journal. And um, you know, when I ask people in a breakthrough call, do you journal or have you ever journaled? Some fifty percent of people will be like, "Oh God, I don't want to do that," <laughs> and then the other fifty percent is like, "Oh yeah, I do do that." And um, and I'm like, listen, it's not you're not journaling to write a book. There are some people that journal and they write down like that they're gay and the way that they feel and all of these things. I don't do that. That's my book. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, we'll come out with another one because my goal is to come out with two more. Uh, however, when you think about writing down everything that you're grateful for. So what I encourage my clients to do, and I'm going to go a little bit more detail, is that you take a journal and you write it down every single day, every morning with your cup of coffee for five to 10 minutes. Sit down and say, I am thankful for, or I am grateful for whatever word resonates with you. I like the word thankful um, when I write it down. It's a gratitude journal, right? But I like saying the word thankful. I am thankful for, no. and then fill in the blank. And then the next line, I am thankful for fill in the blank. And you're always going to be writing, I am thankful for. I don't care if you're a broken record, write it down. And and I encourage my coaching clients when they're first starting with me is that you write down the five things that you're great that you're thankful for, grateful for, currently. And then you write down five. This is a really big kicker because it's part of an affirmation is that you write down the things that you want to see happen. Mm -hmm. So in your example, it would be, I am thankful for a healthy, thriving, trusting relationship. Mm -hmm. I am thankful that I don't feel trapped in my own mind anymore or something along those lines, right? So you're writing down your current, what you're thankful for, and then you're writing down what you want to see happen. And the reality is, is that your subconscious doesn't know the difference between reality and what's going on right now and what you want to see happen, it mm. will start to make it your current reality because that's how powerful that our subconscious is.
2: Mm.
0: So, so let's take a left turn let's, let's go into coaching. And, um, let me ask you a few things about, um, your experience being coached and, and coaching as well. So can we talk about the bikini business coach, uh, who is this and, and what did you learn from her?
1: Absolutely love her. Did, were you, I think I, I did tell you that, or did you find it just from researching?
0: I found it from researching. Yeah.
1: The bikini business coach. So that was the eight week boot camp that I registered for. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was interesting. Cause I said, you know, like when you talk, Facebook ads come up and you're mm-hmm. like, I was just talking about that. Like now, like 30 seconds ago. right? <laughs> and so I was talking to a friend of mine and I'm like, no, I, I really feel I need to become a coach. I need to, I need to live out my calling. I wanted to become a coach since I was since 2010. And I, again, was, shot down, you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough, and you think you can succeed even though that's what I did in network marketing and direct sales was coaching people you know, helping people make money, right all of those things, and so that ad pops up and it says 10k and I think it was like 10k in 30 day program or Vanessa Simpkins bikini business coach, I don't remember the exact ad, and I remember seeing bikini business coach, I thought Like you could do business in your bikini. So clever. I love that. I Uh want to do business in my bikini. Like, (laughs) you know, which I still had the ability to do that in network marketing and direct sales. But that, I really liked her personality. It was a short video clip. So I registered for a one hour free training. It was on a Saturday morning. And I'm plugging into that. Then I booked a free call. And then from there, uh, this girl, Lauren, called me and I thought, hey, I thought Vanessa was going to call me, you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so it was neat because I got to train with her as well as her and like a bunch of her, I don't want to say her entire team, but a lot of her team. And I still follow her to this day. I get on a lot of her live videos. I'm a part of her group. I still communicate with her. And this has been about two years later since I took that course. And it was called the 10K and 30 Day Program. And I invested $7,000 into that. And I came out making $9,000 in 30 days. I took on three brand new coaching clients. Wow. So I was like, holy cow, this is amazing. So I, you know, whatever it is that I invest into, it always turns around and makes and turns a profit. But that really got my attention because uh, Vanessa Simpkins has a powerful story. In fact, uh, she wrote a book called Take Your Power Back Now. And that book resonated with me so much. In fact, um, I was reading that book, because uh, I guess it was on email. I think it was like, register for your free book or whatever. And I got to pull it up on PDF or whatever. And I was reading through that book. And I already knew by getting to like the sixth or seventh chapter in that book, that when my free call was coming, I was registering regardless of how much it cost. It didn't matter to me. Even though I was still trying to get my finances back in order again, from you know being drained of over fifty thousand from my ex, there was a lot going on. But the reality is, is that it's not I'm still working out of that. But it's nice that you I'm at a point where it's like, oh, we can breathe again.
2: So is she the one that
0: taught you about the breakthrough call. Yep. So, so I, I, don't, I don't know if there's any tangibles there in that learning process, but I think it, it, it sounds like a really effective um, uh, method and, and it's how we got introduced. I mean, you, uh, we connected on LinkedIn and, and uh, you let me know about your breakthrough call and I connected and I just really wanted to get to know you. And I thought, man, you'd be a perfect um, guest for my podcast. But what what did you learn about um, creating a breakthrough call and, and how can somebody maybe take that and, and use it for their own
2: business?
1: So, you know, we all heard of free consultation, right? I can't stand that with those words. <sighs> They're so long. Yeah. Right? You have know, free consultation. like <laughs> stuff. I like creative words, right? So, you know, you can call it anything you want to. You can call it a discovery call, clarity call, breakthrough call. So, yeah, anyway, so breakthrough, to be honest with you, that was the call that got my attention. It was a call that got my attention because what was I looking for? I was looking for a breakthrough. And my story is all about breakthrough. Breakthrough has always been my word regardless. And back in 2008, after I made that $53,000 working only about 15 hours a week around my kids in a crashed market, <laughs> okay, so for people that say, I can't do it right now, I can't make money right now, it's because of COVID, stop doing that because you can, you just have to get creative. You have to think outside the box instead of putting yourself in a, inside of a box. Mm-hmm. Because there are ways, especially with the internet, the way that it is, you can do anything online. Um, you can make work, anything in your favor. Um, and so breakthrough was, was that word for me. And even back then I said, I had a big breakthrough. And so I, it just followed me. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to get super creative here. I'm going to call it a breakthrough call. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's just a
0: get-to-know-you call. Um, I I know you have a couple questions, um, a form that they fill out with, I think, three questions, correct?
1: Six.
0: Six, okay, okay.
1: It's three, I believe, on my private group. Because you're in my group now, right? Yeah, I am. That's purpose Mm -hmm. That's three. (laughs) So it's six for the breakthrough call. They just have to answer six questions. Um, A true breakthrough call, I know you, Justin, you just wanted to get to know each other. We wanted to network together and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And so... I do guide people to that regardless because you never know. I've already had somebody who just wanted a network and then they read those questions and realized they needed help and then they ended up hiring me. It worked out. <laughs> I was like, okay, this works. <laughs> so I have people fill it out regardless. And then it's easier to. You're in my calendar, it goes right to my calendar and I don't yeah. have to spend time wasting my time trying to figure out where I'm gonna put you in my schedule or where our schedules connect. So um in that breakthrough call. Yes, there's six questions. And then we go actually through a process. So I'll ask, you know, uh, a lot of times it's like, well, where are you from? Talk about small talk. And then yep. tell me a little bit more about, you know, I thank them for answering the questions. Tell me a little bit more about your situation. And then from there, I just kind of, I, I, got, I let them guide it. But then I have like bullet points of where to go next, mm. you know, in that process. And then while they're talking to me, you know, um, honestly, it's like, it's more or less they're talking. I don't really do a whole lot. I just guide the questions through. They talk. I take notes. I see where it is I need help with. And then, you know, just really clarifying, hey, okay, so did I, let me get this right. It seems like that you need help with the, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. And you keep going on the list. Does that sound right? And I'll tell you what, that's where people really connect with me because they're like, she listened. Mm. Yeah, that's perfect. I can't, it, did I miss anything? And they're like, <sighs> no. Like they're shocked <laughs> because you listen to what their needs are. And then they realize, okay, this woman can help me because she listened to me on the first call. And I'll tell you, I've had so many times people tell me, You know, I would have paid for that breakthrough call Mm. because they got clarity, and I'm like, oh my gosh, could you imagine what I could do in my throughout my coaching program? You know, with some of them, like because we dive a lot deeper. So if you're getting results on a breakthrough call, then look out in you know an eight week or a thirteen week program.
0: Angela, it's been um, a great conversation. I love this. Where can people find you to schedule their breakthrough call? And just to learn a little bit more about you, your coaching practice, what you're doing at Find Your Purpose and Shine.
1: Yep. You just go to findyourpurposeandshine.com and click on free breakthrough call. It's right there on the front, which you know.
0: Well, Angela, I have one more question for you, a question I like to ask all of my guests. So uh, looking back you know, knowing what you know now, what is one nugget of wisdom that you wish you could pass along to your 20 year old self?
1: I would say, you know, take your time. Don't jump into, you know, you know, every, you know, a relationship that you see, especially in relationships. But at the same time, if I wouldn't have gone through those things, I wouldn't be the person I am today. So if I had to say to my 20 year old self, just walk and wisdom every mm. step of the way
0: yeah i think uh that's honestly good advice for anyone at any stage of their life so well angela it's been um an awesome conversation looking forward to sharing this with my audience thanks again uh, thanks again for coming into the sandbox
1: you bet thank you so much justin i appreciate it
0: hey everybody thanks for listening if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If this episode brought value to you, share it with a friend and show love on social. You can tag me at Justin Lee Peters. The link to the show notes is in the episode description, and we'll include all the resources we talked about today. This episode was produced by Gabby Dimickey. I'm your host, Justin Peters. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time in the Sandbox.